Well, I don't know if you heard, but it is officially summertime. I don't remember if it was June 21st or June 22nd, but one of those days marks the official start of summer. And if I asked you, what, is, what does summer look like to you? What's the, what's the thing that you like the most about summer? Maybe you'd say hamburgers or hot dogs on the barbecue. Maybe you'd say watching those late night baseball games. If Pastor Tim was here, we'd all say soulful songs of summer. Obviously, we want to keep our job. Or maybe, maybe you'd say what I would say, vacation. I love vacation. I don't know what it is about vacation that I love it so much, but I do, and I love vacation. And you can take me to the beaches of Hawaii if you want. I'm free. If you want to take me wherever it is that you want to go, that's okay, because there is one type of vacation that I love more than any other. It is a vacation that is a road trip. Now, why do I love road trips? And I've road tripped from Texas, I've gone to Louisiana, I've gone up to Wyoming, I've gone on many a road trip, but a road trip always comes with a road trip testimony. Ask anyone, what they do at the beach? It was great, I totally relaxed, got the sun, it was wonderful. But if you ask them about a road trip, well then the testimony begins. Something unfortunate happened, some unexpected event, all craziness breaks loose, the kids were screaming in the back, there's songs on road trips, right? For me, the songs are an important thing. Now, I don't know if you know, do we have time? Dr. Heidi, we've got time, right? I'm, gonna digest, I'm just going to divert us for a little bit. I recently took some high schoolers on a beach camping trip. It was wonderful. Thank you for asking. But the best part was the road trip. On the road trip, I turned around to be like, how great is this? Windows are down. We're chilling. We're having a good time. I look back, and they've all got their earphones in. They're connected to the thing. I said, absolutely not. Unplug those. Take them out. Lanya's here. She'll tell you it's true. And this is what I said. When I went on a road trip, we didn't have our fancy iPods and our earphones and all that stuff. We had three CDs. We had Frank Sinatra duets. We had the Carpenters. And we had the best of Peter, Paul, and Mary. And lo and behold, when I opened up my parents' car, what was there? The best of Peter, Paul, and Mary. And we plugged that sucker in, and we, as in just me, while the rest of them, what is this, sang every word to every song. Because that's what a road trip is. It's the memories, the moments, the games, the food stops, all that stuff. So it's no wonder that throughout Scripture, the road, or as it's presented in our text today, the highway, the way of holiness, or the way of the Lord, depending on your translation, is such an important backdrop for so many biblical road trip testimonies. And it always looks a little bit different. The, the road's different. There's different times. There's different places. But there's always two main characters. There's God and there's human beings. And ever since Adam and Eve were told to pack the family bags, get on the family elephant, and leave the Garden of Eden, it seems that we have been road tripping ever since. You get the greatest road trip right with Abraham saying, leave your house, leave the city that you live in, start packing your tents, you're going to be moving on. It was the same for Jacob and Joseph. Moses and Israelites, what a road trip. They had 40 years in the wrong direction, right? Joshua's got that nice little road trip of a circle around a city seven or so times until it disappears. Elijah and the prophets of Baal, he goes on a road trip after he destroys them. You got Ezekiel being taken around the temple. We could go on and on, jump to the New Testament. You got the disciples on the road trip to Emmaus. You got Paul, or should we say Saul, on his road trip. You got Philip and the Ethiopian. And the road trip stories can go on and on after testimony after testimony. 
So it should be no surprise to us that Jesus Christ would call himself the way. God and man, 100%, both joined together in the ultimate road trip testimony. Jesus Christ is no stranger to the road. There's not a gospel that doesn't begin with John the Baptist saying, make straight the path, the way for the Lord. And from the beginning of his Galilean ministry all the way through Jerusalem, the Lord was always on the road, for the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. And what we only got glimpses of in the Old Testament, we see fulfilled in Jesus. We get to see, we get to touch, we get to hear and even taste today the way of the Lord. And on his road trip and the way of the Lord, we find teaching. Teaching on ways to live. Teachings on how to walk the road. Teaching how to see who God is and who we are. How to see where God is going and where we are going. And in the way of the Lord, there is healing. Our Isaiah text beautifully jumps and shows us where Jesus is going. Strengthen the feeble hands. Can't you just see the man who has to straighten out his hand as Jesus says, be healed. Steady the knees that give way to disciples who are shaking in a boat when the storms are too much. Be strong, do not fear or take heart. It is I. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you, to destroy the power of death, of sin, and cast down Satan. Then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the deaf be unstopped, the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. As water gushes forth in the wilderness, streaming from us in the Holy Spirit that is to come. Healing on the road and the way of the Lord. And we also see purpose. And we know his destination. He said it throughout his Gospels, right? The Son of Man must be handed over. He will be betrayed, crucified, but he will rise. I think John said it best. Every time Jesus gets in a tight spot on the road, it's always followed by, but his time had not yet come. Because he had one destination, and that was the cross. And while the cross was his destination, his purpose for going to the cross was you. Where he gave himself up to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own. See, the way Jesus brings you into the way to know his truth and to have life. Our road trip ends with eternal life, but now as we journey, he calls us like he called Abraham, like he called Paul, to a life on the road. And while the sights and the stops and the memories may be different for each of us, the way is always the same. And we walk by the Spirit. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk in love. Over and over again we hear it in the letters of the New Testament. As we walk, we are formed by the Holy Spirit in accordance with the text of Holy Scripture. 
You see, God does not put us in charge of forming our own personal spirituality as we walk. Rather, by his word and by his spirit, he forms us. The Christian faith is a literal pedestrian faith where you walk one foot in front of the other following Jesus. And we hear and we read his words in a way that not only do we know more, but we become more because it is written to form us. As we walk in his steps, we must read and live, live and read his word. And we become more. For scripture and souls are the primary fields of operation for the Holy Spirit, and that plays out each day, each step of our lives on his road. And as we walk in faith, we give praise and we sing to him. It's just part of being on the road. There's no escaping music. We looked at it a little bit last week with Miriam and with Mary with the Israelites and the psalmists. Did you know that there's these beautiful psalms called the Psalms of Ascent? Psalm 120 to 134. These are the psalms that the Israelites themselves would sing as they would journey back to Jerusalem. Songs that tell the story of who our God is and what our God has done. Songs that are felt in our souls. And music has a way of transcending the ordinary and bringing color and life while we journey on the road. And lastly, as we're on the road, we walk in love. Our gospel today calls that feeding the sheep, which is a little bit more than stopping at Dairy Queen with the kids. When I was on my road trip, we had a word. It was Dairy Queen, no stop. But here, there is plenty of stops along the way as you feed the sheep. Feeding the sheep means to visit with the sick, to care for the foster or orphan children, to teach a VBS class, to lead and support our congregation, to be faithful and kind to your spouse, to speak words of grace, and to become more in Christ as you journey on the road. Since we're looking at Isaiah, I wanna leave you with one last little metaphor, one last little, little story if you're like me, you sometimes take a wrong turn, you get lost, you break down whatever you want to use to keep the metaphor going, but either something you did or something done to you puts you off the road. Whether that's pain or potholes, bumps and brokenness, accidents or addiction, trouble, traffic or turmoil, I want to leave you with one final road trip testimony. It's an oldie, but a goodie. You've probably heard it before. It's about a young man who uh, basically wants to live life his own way. So he takes his money and he goes out and he loses it, spends it. Famine comes and no one is there to help. And he's sitting there destitute, broken, and lost, mixed amidst a bunch of pigs, and uh, comes to his senses repents, gets back on his feet, and starts to walk on the road. And then we hear this. When he was still a long way off, his father saw him. And his heart pounding, he ran out, embraced his son, and kissed him. 
The son started his speech, Father, I've sinned against God, I've sinned against you. I, I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. He was calling to the servants, Quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get a grain-fed heifer and roast it. We're going to feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My child is here, given up for dead, and now alive, lost, and now found. On this road that we journey, God is not some passive figure sitting at the finish line, stroking his Dumbledore-like beard, waiting for you to get there. Your father is running for you, heart-pounding eager and joyful, he comes and gives you everything. So we lace up our shoes and we run too. For on the highway of the Lord, no one is alone. And here there are no chains. There is only mercy, unending love, and amazing grace. We stand together and sing this next hymn.